Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, December 3rd, and we are going to look at some DFS for Week 13. There is no Thursday night football game. We had a game on Wednesday, we think. It probably got played. Make sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you listen to the show and you like the show at all, go to YouTube.com slash Pick 6 and hit the subscribe button. You don't have to go there and watch every show. You can if you want to watch me wearing various Nike golf hats, Nike golf rope hats that I rotate through on a daily basis. You don't feel like showering. You want to see uh, Derek Jeter, a, a cutout of Derek Jeter in this episode. You can, courtesy of Frank Stanfield, joining us at Roto Frank on Twitter. What's up, buddy? Yo, what's going on, Will? I noticed you and Debo like to wear these Nike hats a lot. Are you guys like... Have a little side thing going on there. I don't know. I feel like whenever I don't I, ever see oh, Debo, he doesn't turn on his video for me. <laughs> he's like hiding in his bathroom somewhere. The Nike hats are, I think, Will can attest to when when it's a a rough hair day or just a you know sh- showering doesn't take place as often during a pandemic. I, I think those explain the Nike hats for me. That is a hundred percent. Yeah, either my hair is really long, or if I got it cut, I just haven't showered and I don't feel like do anything with my hair, so I toss a hat on. Oh, I, I hear you, man. Look, if, uh, while people are subscribing to the Pick Six YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe to Fantasy Baseball today, and you will oh, yeah. see various videos of me wearing a, uh, a polo hat, because I just, like yeah. a sport polo, or like, it's like a Ralph Lauren hat. Ralph Lauren, yeah. Ralph Lauren? Lauren? Ralph Lauren! Ralph Lauren! Probably is Ralph Lauren, but, um, yeah. I don't know, I probably said that wrong. Pecan, pecan, pecan. Whatever it is. Uh, let's get to the DFS action. First off, uh, recapping week 12, Frank. If you didn't have Tyreek Hill, I'm sorry. I even, <laughs> I had a lineup. So I went, uh, the, the two things that I did, I don't think I played it wrong. I just, I, I just made the mistake. I had a lineup with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and some other good players. And then I had a lineup where I said, I'm going to go down to Ryan Fitzpatrick and use Mike Gusecki at tight end and grab Denzel Mims coming back the other way. And that's going to allow me to buy both Derrick Henry, boom, and Dalvin Cook, not boom. And I, it just did none of it mattered if you didn't have Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And I actually had a few lineups with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, Dalvin Cook in the same lineups, you know, so I spent down on Keelan Cole. Uh, I had Wayne Gallman, Brian Hill. He sucked. 
So I had some value in there. It didn't really work out. Um, but yeah, I had a few lineups with, with Tyreek Hill and they weren't as profitable as I hoped, probably because Dalvin Cook did not live up to expectations. But apologies to everyone who went with Derek Carr and Darren Waller. Well, I have no idea what happened last week. Like the Raiders just left their talent. It was Space Jam style. They lost every ounce of their talent entering Atlanta last weekend. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, really inexplicable by 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 Las Vegas to to lay that egg. Should we worry about the? Well, we can give the Falcons in a minute. But yeah, I mean, I think if you had Tyreek Hill, you probably broke even worst case scenario, assuming you stacked him with Patrick Mahomes. Um, if you had him and Derrick Henry, you made a ton of money. That's yeah, for sure. Uh, those are, those are the two, I would say highest upside, you know, just GPP plays week in and week out. If they're on the main slate, yeah, you just have to consider the way that Patrick Mahomes is playing. Like they are not running the football wheel. They're just throwing, throwing and throwing on anybody. And it doesn't matter if they're up and they're winning. They're not running. They're just throwing. So whenever Mahomes and Tyree Killer are on the main slate, they're in play. I, I think it's partially because they've run into schedule wise a couple of like teams who the Jets, for instance, are actually good against the run. Um they're not great against the run, but they're pretty good against the run. So the yeah, Chiefs, Tampa Bay was good against the run too last week. Exactly. So that makes that's sense. what I'm saying. Like they sort of run into these matchups where I think Andy Reid goes into it and he says, Okay, you know, this team is good against the run. This is going to be our game plan. And the also the Buccaneers decided to go man to man coverage and blitz with Carlton Davis on an island against Tyreek Hill. I mean, how, okay. I mean, that's how you saw how it turned out. Everyone could have told you that's how it turns out. You get torched deep. So there yeah. we are. Um, let's start. Uh, we mentioned Derrick Henry Browns at Titans is the highest total of the week. He said in his best Ron Burgundy accent. That's a, uh, that's a surprise, I think, because these are two teams that love to run the football. It's a 54. The Titans are five and a half point favorites. It's creeped up to six in some spots. I sort of wonder, one, Frank, is this game indicative of the slate? And two, will you be attempting to fade uh, Derrick Henry in any form or fashion this week? So I think it is kind of a weird slate, first and foremost, because so many games are pushed back. We have a few Monday night football games. We have a third, uh, Tuesday night football game as well. Two Monday night football games and a Tuesday night football game. Yeah, so that... And obviously those are big name players and teams that are, that are playing in those primetime games. So we're, it is definitely a weird slate. Uh, am I looking to fade Derrick Henry? <laughs> it's tough because I think you have to have a few GPP lineups with Derrick Henry in it. I don't think you can completely fade him because we know what his upside is. I mean, he has three games with 30 plus DK po- points this year, including two with 40 plus. So his upside is massive, but he's also $9,200 this week and that is a hard price to pay, Will, for somebody who has a minimal role in the passing game in a full-point PPR. That's just that's the nature of the beast that we're dealing with on DraftKings. So, yeah, I think you sprinkle him in a few GPPs, but is he like your chalk play? I don't think so. Hey, the thing is with Derrick Henry at 9200 he's actually cheaper than Dalvin Cook. So you're not going to get both Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry this week, although it is a, an enticing combination. Um you know, I think when you look at Henry, he has had some boom bust games. Like in other words, we've seen him go off and then come back to earth. But by and large, that has been, you know, he blew up against Houston, right? Then he came back to earth with 20 carries, 75 yards and a touchdown, came back to earth, 20 carries, 75 yards and a touchdown against Pittsburgh, a good rushing team. 
they manhandle or they lost to Cincinnati and had to pass. The following week against Chicago, a good rush team, good rush defense team. Um, he, you know, he didn't do anything. Indianapolis, a good rush team when DeForest Buckner's in there, he didn't do anything. And then the past two weeks, really, he, I mean, he's just gone off at fairly cheap prices, 8,000 and 7,900. I think the question we have to ask ourselves is how will Mike Vrabel treat Derrick Henry coming off two straight weeks of 55 carries? Cause that's a lot of, that's a lot of carries. Now the Titans are. Very much in the playoff hunt. I mean, they're the favorite to win their division. You know, they, they took down the Colts. Will they feed him here or will we see something like that Buffalo game where they won huge 42 to 16? And after giving him almost 90 carries the first three weeks of the season, they decided to only give him 19 carries. Now maybe that was like a COVID, like because of the COVID stuff, he wasn't in, in game shape. Well, I, I don't know what it was. I think that's the concern. Because you probably have to get 25 carries against the Browns for him to have a real shot at paying off his price. Yeah, and I certainly think it's doable. But we've seen those lulls earlier in the season, right? So he got off to a hot start, and he had all these carries. And we saw really it was it was a full-month stretch where Derrick Henry was getting, all right, 16 to 20 carries per game. He wasn't getting these 25, 27-carry games that we've seen recently. Uh, so, it, look, it's within the range of outcomes, and it's because of that that at his price of 9200 I don't think that he is like an absolute smash. You have to get him in your lineup. But if you look on the other side of the game, I'm, I'm actually much more likely to play Nick Chubb, who is really just Derrick Henry light. I mean, they're not dissimilar at this point. And Chubb, you're getting for $1,500 uh, less. Chubb's more explosive. Yeah. And he is averaging 128 rushing yards over his past three games. So while neither one of these guys are used in the passing game, uh, the 100 point, uh, 100 rushing yard bonus on DraftKings comes into play for both of these guys. But sure. give me the one that's 1500 cheaper. Uh, any interest in Kareem Hunt? And yeah, I mean, look, Chubb, th- and the thing about Chubb too, you're saving 1500 bucks and Nick Chubb doesn't, he's not going to get you 25 carries. He, I, he's only had 22 carries over tw- 20, more than 20 carries once a season. Kevin Stefanski's sweet spot for Nick Chubb is 20, 19 or 20 carries. But because he's so friggin' efficient, and they have such a good offensive line, there's a pretty good chance that he's going to pay that price off with a minimal amount of carries. Yeah, and it's a good matchup for Chubb, too. And it, it, honestly, the matchup doesn't even really matter. The Browns have been able to run on anybody all season long. So uh, I like Chubb. I Actually, I love Chubb. I, I like Kareem Hunt at 5,400. Uh, the Titans have actually given up five receiving touchdowns to running backs, which is tied for their second most in the NFL. Uh, so I, I like that his price has dropped, but there are other running backs in that range that we'll get to a little bit later on that I also like. Uh, Corey Davis, 5,100 is just a name I'll throw out there. I think he's fine. He's been pretty consistent this year. A.J. Brown is just really expensive this week, Will, and, and a game where I expect them to run a lot. Both of these teams are top five in the NFL in rushing percentage. Yes, A.J. Brown could go off at any point. His salary is up to 7,600, which is the fifth highest price wide receiver, so a little too much for me. And with AJ Brown, you are touchdown dependent, touchdown and big play dependent. Now he, he, that's what he does. He does touchdowns. He does big plays. Uh, but you know, he's not going to get you 10 catches in a game. I mean, his high was last week. Oh, excuse me. His high was week five, seven catches, four catches each of the last two weeks, 98, 62 yards respectively with a touchdown each. So without that big play, AJ Brown is a problem. He does it a lot. It's not a perfect. I think he's a great tournament play. You know, he is every week. nothing wrong with rolling him out there as a, as a tournament play, but just you got to be aware that both 
I don't know. I don't know how low the floor is for Henry and, and Brown, but I, I think people are sort of project this explode, you know, monster explosion and it's not necessarily going to happen. Any interest in Jarvis Landry? I would have if the price was lower, but uh, coming off his monster game last week against the Jaguars, they jacked him up to 6,200. So no, not really. He's seeing all the targets, but Baker Mayfield doesn't throw the ball all that much. More of a game manager. Pass. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving along. Two. The, the, again, this is the state of this, the state of the slate, so to speak. Jaguars at Vikings. Vikings minus nine and a half over under is 52. We have a similar situation to Derrick Henry in Dalvin Cook, who we mentioned you again. You're going to, if you want to buy one of those top running backs and they'll probably, I don't you think they'll be chalky again? Or is there enough cheap running back talent where maybe people get off of it? I am thinking that people are going to live in the mid tier of running backs. And another one that we'll talk about here, uh, along with Nick Chubb, is James Robinson, who's just been on fire. And he's didn't play never- him last week after we talked about playing him. I mean, yeah. I, maybe I'll take notes this week on what we should do. <laughs> I didn't have enough James Robinson either last week, so we're in the same boat. But he's uh, what is there not to like about him? And he's seventy three hundred. So yes, Henry and Cook, we know what their upside is. Dalvin Cook is ninety five hundred, and he's banged up. So. Now, um, we heard Dalvin Cook say on Sirius XM on Wednesday morning, I believe, that he has no, he's like, look, I'm a running back. They're going to feed me. It doesn't matter. And I believe that, but I also believe one of the things you have to look at with Dalvin Cook specifically, well, I'll get back to James Robinson in a second, but on Cook, when you see his carries reduced, oftentimes it is in situations when the game is just out of hand one way or the other and they're forced to throw or they want to bring in Madison and save him. And this reeks of a game where the Vikings have a big, I mean, they're nine and a half point favorites at home against a bad Jaguars team that you know, is better. Thanks to Mike, my boy, Mike Glenn playing, but um, there's a really good chance that the, the Vikings have a 21 point lead. It's a, at some point in the third quarter here. And it's just Alexander Madison time. And if that's the case and you pay 9,200 to 9,200, 9,500, 95, 9,500 for Dalvin cook, you're screwed. Yeah, and a lot of people will always say, well, Dalvin Cook's going to be the reason why they have that 21-point lead, which is fair, but it could also be Kirk Cousins and his, and the, the passing options, which Kirk Cousins is playing awesome right now. Uh, <laughs> over his last four games, he's averaging over 23 DraftKings points, and they're throwing more efficiently, and it's a great matchup for the for the passing options here. Jacksonville has given up multiple touch, uh, passing touchdowns in five straight games. So, yeah, I think the state of the quarterback position this week, Will, is – a weird one. Trying to figure out quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins, even at 6,400, yes, there is some risk because you can't always bank on volume with the, with the Vikings passing attack, but the way he's playing 6,400, yeah, I kind of like Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And I think that, uh, so Adam Thielen is off the COVID list. So he's going to be back. Jacksonville can't stop anybody. I mean, in theory, I, w- I wish, I wish Cook was cheaper because if he was, you could fade him with a cousin stack. You know, and just hope that that like go with the Cousins Jefferson Thielen stack and say, all right, the Vikings are going to score a ton of points in a game with a high over under where people are going to focus on the running backs. Like that's not a crazy idea. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to be on that this week. I think we're going to see a lot of Kirk Cousins with his two wide receivers because maybe, it's hard to just I play should, one of them. Maybe I should just be the chalk donkey. Like I'll throw out ideas, 
And you're like, yeah, that's exactly what the public is going to do. Here's how we can. Maybe now you switch to counter it with Dalvin Cook at 10% on Dalvin Cook or something like that. I mean, you, you will get Dalvin Cook at, at, at lower roster rate this week. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but just realize that there is risk. Yes, there is a very high reward. And I think you could bring it back with really any of the Jaguars wide receivers. They're all under 4K. Keelan Cole is probably my favorite because he played the most snaps last week and he did see six targets. Colin Johnson, a big, bit of a bigger play wide receiver. But uh, he played the fewest snaps of their three wide receivers, so keep that in mind. But Keelan Cole at 3,800, I think, is definitely in play. And and James Robinson, I mean, just what he's done all season. He's like the RB6 in season long in fantasy points per game. So 7,300, even if they're trailing, I don't mind him. Kirk Cousins' last three games averaging 37 pass attempts, 304 passing yards, three touchdowns, and has just one interception in that stretch. If he were... <laughs> If you took his past three games, I realize this is kind of stupid, but prorated over 16 games, 4,900 yards, 43 touchdowns, five picks. That's like MVP numbers, you know? He's balling out. Yeah, and they're letting him throw a lot off of play action. They're getting Justin Jefferson involved. I don't think – I mean, my only concern would be that Mike Zimmer, they get a lead and Mike Zimmer squats on it. But in theory, you should – you know, hopefully you get some of those points from Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, perfectly fine to play Kirk Cousins – uh, this week in DraftKings, would you would you have any interest in Mike Glennon? I don't hate it. I think he's like sub five k, and he's popping up in some of the optimizers too. That's why I think this game is especially sneaky because the Vikings defense, okay, it's been somewhat better, but it's still not good. And I think that there's a chance that the Jaguars can put up some points here, and we do get a bit of a back and forth. So, yeah, at five k, I, I don't think it's crazy. Any quarterback under five k in a good matchup is in play, regardless of who they are. And uh, Mike, I can call him Mike because we are friends. Um, <laughs> he, I, mean, I, I mean, in all seriousness, Glennon, like, he, he can, he is, I, I think people really underestimate the skill gap and experience gap between Jake Luton, a seventh round rookie, operating, you know, his first couple of games versus Mike Glennon, who has been doing this for like 10 years. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Glennon, and I don't think he's going to go out there and, you know, win five games for the Jaguars. I don't think he's going to shred, you know, the 85 Bears or anything. But he he's an experienced quarterback, and the Vikings' defense isn't that great. It can, it's very easy to see him, you know, take some shots down the field. He completed less than 60% of his passes, but 235 pass yards, two touchdowns. And Doug Marone needs to win some football games to save his job. So I don't think he's going to just feed James Robinson. I actually don't even hate Mike Glennon, James Robinson stack. Yeah, look, Glennon put up 18 DraftKings points last week at 4,600. So, I mean, if he, if, if he gives you 15 to 18 again at 4,800, I mean, that's, that's three times his value and that's exactly what we're looking for. So I, I don't think it's crazy to consider Mike Glennon. The last name I'll throw in there, if Irv Smith is out, uh, Kyle Rudolph, who is someone I actually pivoted off of Darren Waller in a bunch of lineups last week. Kyle Rudolph so that I could spend up at wide receiver. Uh, and it worked out. Kyle Rudolph is only 3,400. So. Make sure to pay attention to uh, Irv Smith's status. Um, I'm just looking at these targets for these wide receivers. So, man, James Robinson, six targets, five catches, 31 yards. Yeah, I mean, you can play him and Glennon for sure in the same lineup. I, Glennon will dump off to a running back in a heartbeat. Eight targets for Colin Johnson, six for Keelan Cole, four for James O'Shaughnessy, and four for Tyler Eifert, who I don't hate as a, as a punt at tight end as, as well. How much is he? Three K stone minimum. Uh, he's gonna be. He's gonna get red zone looks. 
Yeah, if nothing else. All right, I can't believe we spent that long talking about Jaguars Vikings. <laughs> Colts at Texans. Colts minus three going to play Houston. Uh, Will Fuller gone for the season due to suspension. It's a real shame. I'm glad all my fantasy teams suck because they all had Will Fuller in them. Um, and I think this is an interesting spot because you can potentially stack Deshaun Watson and Brandon Cooks. I don't know that I like it, though. Like, is Brandon Cooks going to be a volume hog now, or are the Colts just going to melt the living crap out of this clock? I feel like it might be the latter. Yeah, um, but even with that, the Texans will be playing from behind in this game. I believe that, and and the Colts' defense is a very strong one. That's why it's hard to get behind Watson at his price tag of 7500 but again, considering just the state of the quarterback position on the main slate this week, I think he's in play, and I think that there's a chance that we see him run even more. He he has been running more since Bill O'Brien was fired. I don't know if that's like a direct correlation or anything. It could just be like he's been in shootouts. But I think we could see him run even more now that Will Fuller is out. And Brandon Cooks is absolutely one of the – he will be one of the highest rostered wide receivers this week just because the quarterback that he has, uh, the targets that he'll see, I, he's probably a lock for double-digit targets even in a tough matchup, and he's only 5,600. He has been sub six K all season, Will. I, I don't, I don't know what else Brandon Cooks has to do, uh, but this might be the final week that he is sub six K. So I think you probably want to jump on it. Did we have? I need to look. Is Will? Did Will Fuller? I should. I could have prepared this before the podcast. But looking at Will Fuller's game logs, I want to say he didn't play. What? What game did he miss? Week two against Baltimore. That's kind of a tough one. Um. Let's see. What did Cooks have in week two against Baltimore? Eight targets, five yards, 95, or five catches, 95 yards. I mean, he's had, I mean, ever since Bill O'Brien got fired after the, the Minnesota game when Cooks had three targets, zero catches, right? Yep. Yeah. And ever since then, Cooks is averaging 8.1, tar, 8.1 targets per game. The question is for this game, I think, and playing Brandon Cooks, man, he and Deshaun Watson are the, the absolute chalk, the stone coach chalk, aren't they? I don't, I, I think some people are going to be scared off of Watson. I don't know. I, maybe Cooks and then Jonathan Taylor is a bring back. Is it's it's go time. I want to like Jonathan Taylor, and he's off the COVID list. Uh, we are recording this Wednesday, and and that news has been made available. And it's a great matchup for him. And it looked like they were finally turning it over to him the last time we saw Jonathan Taylor. But Naheem Hines still going to be in the mix. Jordan Wilkins. They're not going to give Hines twenty. They're not going to give him even ten carries a game. I don't think. I think I, I think the Colts look at this opportunity down the stretch. Because two weeks ago they, they made it work and they, they won big. And Jonathan Taylor was running like crazy. I think they look at it as if we can get Jonathan Taylor's confidence up, get him playing well, going like they need him to play well going to the playoffs. I know I know people are like, oh running backs don't matter. And I, I don't disagree, but Jordan Wilkins, this team is not going making a deep run in the playoffs with Jordan Wilkins because their identity is running the football. They need to get the they need to take the weight off of Phillip Rivers, let him operate out, out of play action. Um and I, I really think that while they love using Naheem Hines and think he's a great player, Frank Frank Wright does not want to give him twenty carries a game. And so I think Jonathan Taylor is they want him to be the bell cow that he was supposed to be coming into the season. So in in my opinion, I think we could see 22 carries like we saw against Green Bay in that game. And if he gets that. They were trailing by double digits in that game. and still got 22 carries. And if he gets that, he will absolutely smash. Yeah, against I mean, the Texans team. are terrible against the run. 
They are so, so bad. I believe they're allowing the highest yards per carry to running backs in the NFL. Yes, they are. 5.3 yards per carry to running backs. So Jonathan Taylor, 5,700. I was a little bit apprehensive. You're talking me into it here, Will. Um, another running back we'll get to later on. David Montgomery is $200 cheaper, also in a great matchup. Which he will, he will garner a lot, a lot higher roster rate. Correct. Jonathan Taylor will. That is correct. Yep. Um, did I admit, did I skip? Oh, uh, any Duke Johnson? Nah. No. David Johnson is eligible to return this week. So I guess that would just muddy the waters, but I, I, I think people will look at the game from last week of the Titans and Derek Henry going nuts and think, Oh, maybe I can play running backs against the Colts. You, you can't because. DeForest Buckner's back this week. <laughs> That's a pretty big, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, especially Texans running backs. Like they just haven't been able to run the ball all season. It just David Johnson and Duke Johnson are not very good. Uh, final two names I'll mention. Kiki QT should step into a larger role. I mean, I've already seen reports that, you know, he'll be the wide receiver too. He is 3,500. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson is his quarterback. So I think he's a name you look at. And Michael Pittman over the last four games, he leads the Colts in snaps and routes. And uh, along with Will Fuller, Bradley Roby was suspended six games. So I do like Pittman at 4,900. Okay. Uh, Jordan Akins will uh, probably pop up. I haven't looked for it yet, but uh, Josh Hirschmeyer does an established run that by, uh, by low air yards model. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Akins should have scored a touchdown on, on Thanksgiving. Like 100% should have scored a touchdown on Thanksgiving. And uh, Deshaun Watson missed him. Oh, no, Jordan Akins dropped it. So I think he is at least somebody I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to doing a double stack if you wanted if you needed a cheap tight end double stack him with Brandon Cooks. Yeah, he's just 2900. The problem with the Texans is they have three tight ends that all run routes, so it's just like a three-headed monster of disgustingness because Watson barely uses the tight end anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Uh all right, moving along to the Rams and Cardinals. The Rams, by the way, one of my favorite bets of the week. Um I will be fading both Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins 100% in this game, Frank. I have no interest in Hopkins, even though he's a super, he's a superstar wide receiver. He can play against any cornerback in the league, but Jalen Ramsey's playing awesome. And I just don't see how you can go. I don't see how you can attack Jalen Ramsey with DeAndre Hopkins, given, uh, you know, the, the other options that you have. And let's just give credit to the entire Rams defense too while we're at it. Of course, Ramsey's playing his, his out of his mind right now, but that entire Rams defense has just been on fire. So I don't want anything to do with Hopkins. I agree with you really outside of that Hail Mary play. If you look at his past, it's like four or five games. Um, the production has been pedestrian for a player of his caliber. Kyler Murray, I, I kind of like it just like as a contrarian. You throw a few GPP lineups in there just because what he can do if he does run. He hasn't been running. He has just five uh, five rushing attempts. He's averaging five rushing attempts in each of his past two games. It's probably related to the the shoulder issue. Hundred percent related to the shoulder. Yeah, but this is his lowest his uh, the lowest his salary has been since week seven. He's seventy six hundred. So if he throws for two fifty one touchdown and and does get back on track in terms of rushing, then he has the ability to like be a huge leverage play because I think most people will be off of him. So I'll just throw that out there for Kyler. Uh, and, of course, the Rams wide receivers, I think, are always in play. Cooper Cup let us down last week. Robert Woods is still below 6,000. That's ridiculous. He's 5,900. You know what the thought process is? Because I did the thought process last week. I was going to fill out my lineup, and I and I had a bunch of Robert Woods in that Monday night game. 
So I was, I felt like I was being a little sharp steering away from him. But you look at him and you don't feel like you're, you're not like, oh yeah, Robert Woods, that's some upside. You're like, I guess I could fill out a lineup with Robert Woods. No, do it. He's going to catch seven balls and probably have 70 yards. And if you get a touchdown there, he's paying off value three times easily. Yeah, he's kind of like Keenan Allen light, right? Like where yeah. before Keenan Allen didn't have this massive upside, but he would just be so solid, consistent. He'll get his targets. He'll get his receptions. He doesn't have like this, you know, 200 yard type of upside, but Cooks, uh, uh, Robert Woods has just been rock solid and at his price, considering the Cardinals have struggled against wide receivers recently, uh, they've given up nine touchdowns to the position over their last five games. Yeah. Robert Woods, 5,900. I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't see, I don't really I don't like any... any of the running backs in this game. Yeah. Uh, Kenyon Drake has scored some kind of bleh, touchdowns lately. Maybe he gets it going. Brady Quinn thinks that Cliff Kingsbury will try and wear down Aaron Donald by running horizontally aggressively out of the gate. And I say good luck to that. Good luck with that. Yeah, which means maybe they try and use Chase Edmonds because that seems like that would fit more of his playing style, running horizontally or maybe even throwing some quick screen passes to him to beat that pass rush. Kenyon Drake is playing well. I don't want to take anything away from him. Since he's come back from the injury, he's been yeah. awesome, and they're actually using him a ton in the red zone as a result of Kyler not running in that area of the field. So let me not completely downplay all the running backs in this game. The Rams, it's hard to trust anything that they're doing there because it looks like Cam Akers is the guy who's taking over. Yeah, but, but see, I think I think people will be on Cam Akers this week. He had nine carries. <laughs> Let's settle down, people. I mean, he yeah. had – I mean – he had that one long run. If you take that, I mean, I'm not, again, you can't really take that away, but he had a, what, a 61 yarder? He mm-hmm. did play on 27% of the snaps. So, I mean, like his snap count, uh, over the last four weeks, 21, 26, 17, and 27%. That's good. That is an increase. That is not something, in my opinion, that you want to bank on for fantasy production because you're going to need a touchdown to pay it off. And I don't foresee some situation. Now he had 33% in week one. I just don't see a situation where he gets cranked up to 35% of the snaps. And 35% of the carries. Like they're just going to rotate in all three of those guys for the rest of the season. Yeah. Imagine the Bucks situation, that hot hand approach, but with another running back. Not, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a nightmare. Uh, so don't take, don't mess with those guys. Okay. Um, moving along. No interest in Jared Goff, right? I, I don't hate it just because the quarterback position is just weird this week. Yeah. He's not one of my favorite ones, but. Yeah, I won't have much exposure to him. Okay. Uh, Rams. No, Giants and Seahawks. Seahawks minus 10. The over under is 48. Russell Wilson. This feels like, so that if you, um, if you look at the, the run pass splits for the Seahawks, they were, they have, they have evened out. They have, they have taken Russ's oven and spatula away and they are giving him, they have given him a microwave. They're letting Russ microwave. He is not cooking. He is microwaving. And it is, um, it is a little risky. It, I don't think it matters in some cases, but I'm curious, Frank, does like, do you think that the Seahawks will try to attack the Giants on the ground? Cause I think that's a dumb idea. If you attack them through the air, you can get a big lead and then pound with Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde, who, by the way, that Pete Carroll's a liar forever. He said they were going to feed Chris Carson. They didn't. Chris Carson saw minimal snaps. Carlos Hyde was in there a ton. I think they will probably continue that this week as they build up Chris Carson uh, for for the postseason. They don't want to overexpose him. So I'm probably not interested in either running back there. I can definitely see why you'd be want DK Metcalf, but 
James Bradbury's played pretty well. I'm not sure that even matters when it's DK Metcalf. No, no, it does not matter. I think we've seen that now <laughs> with uh, Metcalf, what he just did to Darius Slay uh, this past week. The problem with this entire situation with the Seahawks is I agree with you. I could see them come out, and it, the, the smart thing would to do would be for them to throw early and be aggressive. But I, I think that they're just kind of past that, and I think that we're going to we're going back to the Stone Age Seattle Seahawks here, where they're going to try and try and try and run. Russell Wilson is averaging twenty nine and a half pass attempts over his last two games. So you're right; they are not letting him throw as much as they did, and the prices for these guys are still super high based on a game environment that I just don't really like. How is this total 48, Will? I just don't get it. High. I don't get it either. It if Colt be McCoy is the quarterback, yeah. like where are the points coming from with the Giants? So it's projected, if it's a 10-point spread, what is it projected to be? Uh, third. How can I not do the math? It's, uh, so what, minus, I'm, I'm terrible at math, apparently. Uh, it'd be 38 to so 15 plus the 19, 29 to 19. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how, how are the Giants scoring close to 19 points? How are the Giants going to score three, like close to three touchdowns in this game? Yeah, that makes any sense. So that's why, like, it's just something, hard to pay those, oh, it's hard to pay those prices for this type of game environment. Off. Sorry, go ahead. Stop. It's hard to pay those prices for this type of game environment. I agree with that. And I really do think while they might not be able to pound the ball with their running backs, that they might try to pound the ball with their running backs. And which running back is it going to be? If they do let Chris Carson loose in this game, he's 6,300. Okay. I mean, it's, mm. it's a pretty fair salary for him. But if, if they're up big in the second half, I assume we probably just see Carlos Hyde anyway at that point. Yeah. I tend to think that too. I, I might just stay away from this game entirely. And with us saying that, it's probably a great contrarian game, Will. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's that's a great point. It probably is a great contrarian game. Um, okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we will rip through the rest of the games on the slate. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. By the way, you can follow Pick 6 Pod at Pick 6 Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. 
fantastic social content created by our excellent social media team. They are given the freedom to do whatever they want, Frank, essentially on those accounts and they do it. They did, uh, you know, the, the Spotify wrapped things. They did one for the bears, which I thought was pretty amusing. It's like five bears. So I was like bad yesterday. Sounds of silence. It's <laughs> hello darkness, my old friend. Um, yeah. So go check that out and, uh, follow Frank as well at Frank. Is it Frank underscore Roto or just Roto? Oh, no, Roto Frank. Yeah. Roto underscore Frank. Roto underscore Frank on Twitter as well for great information there. Patriots, a pick them at the Chargers, the over under 47. Now we're to the meaty mid forties portion of the program. Um, you know, I don't, I don't mind Justin Herbert. I actually you know who I'm a hundred percent playing a ton of this week. Austin Eckler. You have to. I, I'm so mad that I got scared off of him last week. I was, I was starting to get all in on him and I, I almost ended up with an Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry combo. And then I was like, no, I'll go. I need to get Dalvin Cook. Um, Eckler has played, I think three games with Justin Herbert and in two of them, he has 11 targets each. Yeah. It's massive. His target share is outrageous. He's 100% healthy. He loves scoring fantasy points. Justin Herbert loves checking down. And I think you'll see lots of complex stuff on the back end for Bill Belichick in this game, trying to confuse a rookie quarterback. And as a result, he's going to dink and dunk down to Herbert. I mean, down to Eckler a ton. Yeah, that's why I do have some pause with Justin Herbert, but I like where the salary has come down to at 6,900. Austin Eckler, 100%. I just love running backs. I think we see a lot of running on both sides in this game, and even if it's not running, it's going to be throwing to Austin Eckler. A 31% target share last week in his first game back. Career-high 25 touches. I think the takeaway there, Will, is whenever we get a report, like, oh, this player's going to be limited, just, just fade it. Just do exactly the opposite of what they're saying. Because and when we get when we get a report that's like this guy's a full go, then fade it because he's he's not. Yeah, because every time we've heard something like that this season, it, the exact opposite has happened. So Austin Eckler seventy one hundred. I think he's going to be very very chalky this week. Sure. And oh, he had sixteen so. targets last week. Yeah. Holy crap! 31%. I mean, he, eleven targets, eighty five catches. I mean, eighty five receiving yards. I mean, eleven catches, eighty five receiving yards. That's like, what's his price again? 7,100. I mean, that's like, that pays off the wide receiver at 7,100. He's 2,400 less than Dalvin Cook. I mean, he's just going to outscore Dalvin Cook. He's going to be very, he's going to be highly rostered. Yeah. He, he might be the absolute chalk. He's the answer. He's probably my answer. May, or maybe your answer when we get to who's the chalk player you're playing anyway. Maybe it's that, maybe it's Austin Eckler. Um, yeah, Herbert, I don't mind. A little concerned that, they only put up 17 points against a questionable Buffalo defense. Although I think it is possible Buffalo is rounding into form. Should we be concerned at all about Keenan Allen? He did have 10 targets anyway. Hunter Henry had 10 targets too. I mean, Herbert threw the damn ball 52 times in this game. Yeah. That is, that is what's helping that entire offense right now is that they are just throwing a ton. But with Eckler back last week, Keenan Allen, yes, 10 targets is great. But in terms of target share, that was just 20% of the target share, which, you know, without Eckler, Keenan Allen was consistently, you know, 25 to 30% of the target share. So at 8,100, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to in, endorse Keenan Allen at that price. And you know, Belichick likes to take away the number one weapon. I think he's probably going to try and stop Keenan Allen in this game. Stephon Gilmore's a decent match. I mean, Keenan Allen's great at getting open because he's one of the, he's the best route runner in football, but Stephon Gilmore's a pretty good matchup for him in the sense of, you know, uh, can be physical, 
very good at using his hands in a way that doesn't get called for pass interference can be, you know, we saw him get overpowered by a DK Metcalf type. I don't know that Keenan Allen will totally overpower him. And Stefan Gilmore is a very good technician too. So I think I would, I think I would stay away from Keenan Allen and just attack Austin Eckler here, even though he's super chalky. Um, any interest in Patriots players? I think the running backs are in play just because you can run on the chargers okay. and, uh, Damian Harris played a season high 64% of the snaps last week. He's not going to catch any passes. So keep that in mind. He's 5,200. Uh, James White is 5K. So if this game turns into a little bit of a shootout, some back and forth, we could see some targets for James White. Uh, he did get two red zone opportunities last week and scored on both of those. So I, I think both Patriots running backs are in play. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, like you said, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Very effective in the in that game against the Chargers. You can run on them. All right, next up, Eagles at Packers. Packers minus nine and a half over under forty seven. Uh, in case I forget to say this on the the best bet show, every week of the rest of twenty twenty, go into your player prop section on your website wherever you bet, and bet Devontae Adams first touchdown. It will be five to one. That is not great value. It doesn't matter. He scores the first touchdown every time, Frank. Every game he gets the first touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. Just put whatever, like put two units on it every game and you're going to get five times your return. It will pay out at some point. It'll, it'll work out well for you at some point over the course of the, uh, of the year. Yeah. He's tied for the league lead in red zone targets. He has 18 red zone targets. So with Aaron Rodgers playing the way that he's playing, just out of his mind, the way that Rodgers is playing. He has multiple touchdowns in 10 of 11 games. He has four-plus touchdowns in five of those. He leads the NFL with 33 passing touchdowns. So Rodgers is on fire. You know, when you started that whole little uh, bet that you were giving out there, that player prop, I thought you were going to go with just go and play Carson Wentz to throw an interception every single week. <laughs> that works That's fine. Seems like it's a pretty yeah. fair bet. I got burned on Carson Wentz unders in that game because I took the under rushing yards and under passing touchdowns when it was a nat- when on Sunday we heard that Jalen Hurts was going to play a ton of time. Um, and then that, so I hit the under passing yards. The rushing yards thing was stupid because he could still get, it was like 14 and a half and then close at 11 and a half. I should have tried to middle it. But anyway, um, I would say that, uh, I have no problem going back to, you can't really run on the Eagles very well. They're a tough team to, you know, you can, we saw that on Monday. You know, Seahawks did not have a great running effort against them. You can pass on the Eagles though. And I think Aaron Rodgers, assuming that the weather is okay here, and I haven't looked because I'm an idiot, but if the weather is fine, then I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are absolutely a stackable option. It looks like uh, very cold, some wind, but sunny in Green Bay for the rest of the week. So there's no reason why you can't have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams as a stack. I don't know. I'm not sure what your uh, – what your bring back is here. Maybe Jalen Rager. Uh, man, it is hard to get behind any type of pass. Do bring back? I don't think so. I, maybe Miles Sanders because I, the Packers are just so bad against running backs. They, they just made David Montgomery look like an NFL running back. Think about that. They just made David Montgomery look good. <laughs> and Green Bay has given up 100 total yards or a touchdown to a running back in every single game this season. So. If Miles Sanders can't get it done in this spot, I just don't think it's going to happen. I will mention, Zach Ertz has been activated. He will play this week. He's $3,900. Wow. Okay. That is super cheap. Yep. 
And Ertz is Carson Wentz's security blanket. He hadn't been very good. Nobody's going to want to play him. He should be under-owned. Right? Or under-rostered, right? Yeah, and, and Wentz just loves throwing to tight ends, right? We've seen that the past couple of weeks. He's throwing a ton to Dallas Goddard, but, I mean, even Richard Rodgers has been involved, and Rodgers is running three that. Rodgers three games with a touchdown, I think. Yeah, and he's not even running that many routes. So yeah. they just have these specific plays set up for two different tight ends getting action. So I think D- Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz could both be options here, but Ertz is $400 cheaper. Okay. Um, uh, I don't, I don't have any interest in Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams here. Me neither. I think Aaron Jones is still pretty expensive. Well, it's just hard. It's hard to, it's hard to get to them because they're expensive. And I, I think it'll be hard to pay off what. Yeah. So Aaron Jones, 7,200. I mean, I'd rather have James Robinson at 7,300 or Austin Eckler at 7,100. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones won't be very highly owned either because probably because of that. Uh, but, um, I just have a hard time seeing how he, he pays off this. I just don't see how he pays off this price, quite frankly. And they've been using Jamal Williams more recently as well. Yeah. So if, if the Packers are up big, it's probably because Rogers Devante and they could go to Jamal Williams or even some AJ Dillon here. And even against Philadelphia, you just can't pound that. You can't pound the ball to run down the clock. They're just too good against the run. So pass hard pass for me. Raiders at the Jets over under 47. The Raiders, as you mentioned off the top, Frank absolutely killed everyone in DFS last week. I cannot imagine anyone wants anything to do with Derek Carr or Darren Waller this week, but the Jets are a very enticing option. Oh uh, God. Well, what's the saying about insanity? Will uh, you do it the is, same thing over and over and expect your, a different result? Your finger with a hammer over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pete, keep putting Derek Carr in your lineup. That's the definition of insanity. Eight hundred, Frank. I want, I want to like him because it's a great matchup. I, I saw this little tidbit earlier. So the Raiders did not stay on the East Coast because of like all the COVID situation. So they traveled back to Vegas after their game in Week Twelve, and they will now travel back to the East Coast to New Jersey this weekend. So lots of traveling going on, and we just saw Derek Carr in a one p.m game where he had to travel east last week and he didn't look good. And don't forget last year they inf- they famously pooped their pants against the Jets, a terrible Jets team in the Meadowlands. Adam Gase and Sam Darnold destroyed the Raiders last year in the same spot. I almost wish they'd been competent against the Falcons because I would have hammered the, the Jets plus seven and a half here. Um, I, I don't know that I'm that comfortable doing it now, but yeah, it's the same spot for Derek Carr. Why are we confident? I don't think – you can't play Josh Jacobs with Quinn Williams playing as well as he is in that defensive line being tough. Um, ugh, ugh. It's tempting, and I just don't think you can do it. I kind of like Carr still. I'm just – I'm crazy. And Waller – look, if, if Carr has success, it's going to be because of Darren Waller. The Jets are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, so – Waller was 6K last week, had a terrible game, and somehow his salary went up to 6,100. So do with that what you will. I still think Derek Carr and Darren Waller are in play in the spot, and it's gross, but if you want to bring back, just take whoever's the cheapest Jets wide receiver because they're basically all splitting time. Perriman's playing well. He's 3,900. He's the cheapest of the three. Okay. Um, the other thing I would just at least look at, uh, MetLife weather looking like 13, 10 to 13 mile per hour wins for the duration of the game. Derek Carr, no likey. That sounds like a lot of passes to Darren Waller. 
It yeah, or short intermediate passes. Maybe. I'm just crazy, Will. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's it's very it's it's a good it's a good contrarian pivot back to back to him. And a lot of people played Derek Carr last week, so they might be off of him because they got burned. hundred percent they'll be off of him. Lions at the Bears. Bears minus three, the over under forty four. Is it possible to love two players in a game that has a 44-point total with Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback? Is that possible? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I think that's the case for me. Allen Robinson's probably my favorite wide receiver play this week at 6700 wow. because it is the price versus the talent versus the matchup. Desmond Trufant placed on the IR. Jeff Okuda is out as well. So who are the Lions going to use in that secondary? And we just saw a 30% target share for Allen Robinson last week in Mitchell Trubisky's first start. So I think Allen Robinson is an absolute smash. I completely agree. Allen Robinson, you play him here. And I, this will sound crazy. Is this the week that Trubisky wins the Millie Maker? <laughs> it's, it's not crazy. It's really not. It's not that crazy. It's really, it really isn't that crazy. Because the quarterback situation this week, I, I, I said it multiple times. It's bad. And Trubisky's 5,400. In a great matchup, he can add some rushing ability as well. Gives you like 20 to 30 rushing yards. If he throws for two touchdowns, somehow gets in the end zone rushing. Yeah, he absolutely could be in the... Elias defense is absolutely putrid. It's bad. Now, if with Matt Patricia back, that's uh, gone. That's the one thing I would be a little worried about. Is do, do the Lions have this like random dead cat bounce where they play really hard and get after Trubisky and take out the Bears... With, with Patricia gone. I think that is, that is on the table, but they're defensively, they don't really have the personnel to slow anybody down. Will, get out of my head because you just read my mind. It's, I just don't think they have the players to get that done. And given the injuries that they have in the secondary, I just, I don't really see how they can do. Maybe they blitz him a ton, but if that's the case, like you're going to have Allen Robinson in single coverage against backup corners. So just throw it up to Allen Robinson and let him make plays. I think that's probably their best bet. And I made fun of David Montgomery earlier, but. I think he's in play. It's just a great matchup, and he's 5,500. He played 85% of the snaps last week and actually looks spry. So Weather looks good for Chicago, too. It'll be cold as hell, but it won't be, you know, won't be wind and won't be rain. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to have Robinson and, um, Montgomery, right? Let's go. Full Bears stack, Will. With Trubisky at quarterback. I love it. Uh, Bengals at Dolphins. Oh, you know what we missed uh, in there? Sorry. Saints at Falcons. Over under 46. Saints minus three. Why did we miss that? Did that get moved? Huh. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, either way, Saints at Falcons. It's at the bottom of the rundown. Blame Diva. Occasionally, Diva makes mistakes. It's not very often, but occasionally. Uh, Saints minus three at Falcons. Over under 46. The obvious point here, Frank, is that we now have... Through the power of Taysom Hill, a $7,000 Alvin Kamara. He is $100 more expensive than Alexander Madison. <laughs> he is. That just sounds weird. <laughs> he is cheaper than Austin Eckler. He is. No. He was $200 more expensive than Antonio Gibson, who's now off the slate. How? Nobody's going to play Kamara either because he has, he sees no targets anymore with Taysom Hill playing. Can you play Alvin, Alvin Kamara? I am here to tell you that you 100% can play Alvin Kamara, despite him having just three targets over the last two games. But, well, you know what I'm thinking is that 
I think a lot of people will have that same mindset. And I think Kamara will have a higher roster rate than we're expecting because of the price tag, the talent. Okay, even if he's not getting the ball via passes, screens, whatever it might be, he can break out a long run at any point. So, and it's a game inside of a dome, fast track. Yeah, you can absolutely still play Alvin Kamara. I will have a ton of Kamara lineups. I also think it's possible that after feeding Latavius Murray last week, and I, I actually had that sort of thought in my head, like, oh, you know what? They might just give the ball to Latavius Murray 30 times. And they did. And I, it, it didn't matter because I didn't use the thought. Um, I think it could be a potentially not a squeaky wheel game, but just a we need to remind everybody that Alvin Kamara exists game. And I don't know if that involves, like you say, screen, swing passes, whatever. But it's this is not uh, this is not like Sean, like Taysom Hill hates Alvin Kamara. Sean Payne's designing game plans to win football games with a backup quarterback who isn't great at throwing the football. And I think that Sean Payton loves to put up points against the Falcons. And he knows that Alvin Kamara can put up points quickly. I like the idea that, that he, uh, that he goes nuts in this game at low ownership, like 10, sub 10% and $7,000. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, we should have played Kamara. And then you play him next week and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. No, I'm definitely in on Kamara this week and his path to being as bad as he has, it, it, it makes a ton of sense. Like, his path is he usually gets a ton of targets from Drew Brees, and he's using the red zone. Neither of those things are happening now that Taysom Hill is the quarterback. Taysom Hill just calls his own number, drops back, he runs in. He Like QB draw or QB power, like they just run with Taysom Hill once they get in there. So it's easy to see why Kamara has let us down over the past couple of weeks. But I, I agree with you. I think it's kind of like a not Feels a like a Kamara week. Just a random yeah. Kamara week. It is. Uh, Bengals at Dolphins. Dolphins minus 11.5 over, under 42. Ew. Uh, I have no problem playing the Dolphins defense. I think they'll probably be chalky as all hell. Uh, but they're a perfectly fine play against, I guess they're going with Brandon Allen because they don't want to start, they don't want four NC State quarterbacks starting in one week. <laughs> Brian Finley, Mike Clennon, Philip Rivers, and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, they're probably going to go with Brandon Allen. And because of that, the Dolphins defense is definitely in play. They are the highest priced defense at 4,400. I didn't bring up the Seahawks defense before, but that's probably my favorite per dollar defense this week, just because they're going to go up against Colt McCoy. And they're uh, playing much better, but people aren't giving them credit. And there's definitely going to be this narrative in three weeks about how are the, is the Seahawks defense coming back? Is it back? Are the Seahawks start, ooh, are the Seahawks starting to really get going? And then, no, the defense won't be back, but people might buy into it. Yeah, well, I mean, facing Colt McCoy will will make your defense look better. So, yes, yes, I, I um, yeah, I, I, the only thing I would play here, I don't actually. I suppose Ryan Fitzpatrick's in play. Well, as of Wednesday, two is practicing, and they're optimistic apparently that he could play. So, if that's the case, you don't really want anything to do with the Dolphins' offense. But if Fitzpatrick is the quarterback, I would go back to Devontae Parker at sixty four hundred. Okay. I'm going to write down fits on my list of players that I would actually go back to. And Devontae, I agree with Parker. Um, I don't hate, uh, how about, do you know how much Gasecki is off, offhand at tight end? Sorry. That's a Ryan Wilson thing to ask you that. Uh, 4,200. Eh, it's a little high. That's pretty steep. Ertz at 39 and Hooper at 38. Yeah, it's a little steep. I don't know, man. He is, Gasecki is just good. He's a great player. What's so frustrating for fantasy, and I have him in a few season longs, and it's so annoying, 
is that when they get down to the red zone, they just start targeting Adam Shaheen and Durham Smythe. Like as if Mike Gusecki doesn't exist. It's a problem exist. for him, for sure. Yeah. It's so annoying. Okay. All right, yeah, I'm going to scratch Gusecki. Tight end's going to be tough this week. But if you, if you go with Fitz, I think Parker is probably the stack there. But Gusecki is certainly in play. Um, oh, that's all the games. Who's your uh, chalk play of the week? You don't care what the, the roster rate is. You're playing him anyway. And why do we both say Austin Eckler? <laughs> I was going to say, do you want Eckler or do I take him? We can both sweep with him. No, I guess we have, they have to put a graphic together. So I'll, I'll, I'll use Brandon Cooks at 5,600. Okay. I'll use uh, Austin Eckler. And I, and I love Cooks too. So we could, th- I just think there are enough ways where you can differentiate your lineups with both of these guys. You can get Cooks, Watson, and then grab Eckler. And you haven't even spent that much. And you bring it back with Jonathan. Ooh, man. Then Jonathan Taylor at running back. He, and then you have a lot of money to spend up there at wide receiver based on that. Be able to hold on, let's you might be right. able to get like a Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson. Exactly what I was just thinking. <laughs> All right, hold on, let's while you discuss some value plays that you like and that we've mentioned, uh, which I'm pawning off on you because I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm lazy. Uh, or I'm not lazy because I'm putting this lineup together to see what we got. Go ahead and uh, throw some value plays out there, and I'll put this thing together. Yeah, I mentioned a few. Keelan Cole at 3,800. I think that it's a solid matchup there against the Minnesota Vikings, and we could see some back and forth. They're likely playing from behind. Keelan Cole played the most snaps last week. He had six targets from Mike Lennon. So Keelan Cole at 3,800. Kiki QT should step in as the wide receiver, two for the Houston Texans. Obviously, as a great quarterback in Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball. He is 3,500 Kiki QT. And if there is no Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph at 3,400, based on what he just did last week, the Jaguars are, I believe, allowing the second or third most fantasy points to tight ends. So, really good matchup for Kyle Rudolph. Uh, did, you probably, did you say Zach Hurts there? I did not, but. Okay, I'll take Zach Hurts as mine. I like that you threw him out there, but I'll, I'll steal him from you. Uh, I like, I like Hurts a ton. I think you can absolutely get, uh, some, some nice targets from Carson Wentz in that spot. Um, okay. Any beer, drinks? You know what? Let's go watch some football. Yeah, I'm slacking on the beer. I did try the Rocks Tequila last week. Terramana. Very nice. I got a nice shipment from uh, my friends at uh at uh, the uh, uh in San Diego, the Darren Smith show. Marty Caswell sent me some San Diego beer. So I'm going to check those out. I got some new anthem in the fridge. Be cracking one of those for this 340 game. We'll have a recap in the feed that you can check out as well. And don't forget to look for our best bets. Frank, as always, great stuff. Uh somebody who listened to the show that likes that has sour beers. Let's get let's send Frank a care package. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right. Frank, as always, buddy. Pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? New NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.